0: Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from the Debbie Mass Nashville Realty Newsroom in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Wednesday, November 6th, and we start, as always, with local news. Agencies from the Spring Hill Fire Department, Spring Hill Police Department, Williamson EMA, and Atmos Energy responded to a ruptured gas line that was on fire shortly after 2 p.m. Monday afternoon in the Spring Hill Place neighborhood. A construction worker using an excavator hit the gas line. He was able to escape without injury. Five homes were evacuated due to being in close proximity of the incident. Atmos Energy dug and clamped off both sides of the gas line For the incident to be brought under control. Fire Chief Greg Temple stated All agencies worked exceptionally well together to mitigate the incident and bring the scene under control. The future Murray County Judicial Center is now standing tall with its two story metal structure and basement in place, as seen from Carmack Boulevard in Columbia. County and state officials attended the topping-off ceremony for the building's last and highest beam back on September 19th, since the structure on South Main Street is steadily taking shape into a facility our grandchildren will remember, said Murray County Commission Chairman of the Board Eric Previdi. The approximately $34 million building is still on track for completion by fall of next year, according to Previdi. Anyone driving up and down Carmack at this point has seen the new construction and hopefully has realized that it is the new Murray County Judicial Center, Pravidi said. It's exciting to see all the progress there. The place is all lit up at night, he said. The new courts facility will be located at the old site of the Daily Herald newspaper 1969 building on South Main Street, which was demolished last year. Upon last report from Hewlett Spencer, the project owner advocate, the project has reached 40% completion and is slated for final completion between August and October of 2024, weather permitting. Bell Construction is managing the build of the project. The judicial center will be comprised of new courtrooms, administrative offices and meeting rooms for lawyers and clients, great re- greatly relieving Murray County's existing historic 1906 courthouse on Public Square, which is bursting at the seams with activity, caseload and cramped facilities. Public Defender of the 22nd District Travis B. Jones serves in the building on the building's pro- building project steering committee, which ensures the features of the facility will benefit the needs of the 22nd District court system. In his years of practice, Jones said he has spent many years speaking to clients while sitting on the basement steps of our current historic courthouse. While a beautiful centerpiece of our community, its adequacy has long since passed with the growth of our county, Jones said. The new courthouse will provide much-needed space, privacy, and safety to all who enter, Murray County General Sessions Judge Bobby Sand said. The new court's building will address two key needs, more space to accommodate growing dockets in both civil and criminal cases, and safety issues for persons required to be in the building as witnesses, victims, and jurors, Sand said. While we love and respect our historic courthouse, it has safety issues as well as accessibility issues which the new building should resolve. Juvenile court judge Douglas Chapman agreed that the new building will greatly improve daily court operations. We're excited about it. It's great to see it coming up out of the ground, Chapman said. We're starting to see what it's actually going to look like. It's going to be a lot more functional for everybody in the court system, as well as provide privacy for clients and counsel, he said. He jokingly added that many are pleased to see the purple beams amid construction because we'd like to support our Columbia Central High School Lions, he said. The Murray County Historical Society is also accepting items to include in a time capsule to be inserted in the walls of the building, according to Society President Praviti, which just received a grant for the project. Yesterday, City Limits Apartments in Neapolis opened with a grand opening. Front Porch Radio's Mary Susan Kennedy attended the ribbon cutting and spoke with apartment manager Diana Spence about what amenities the apartment complex has to offer.
1: This is Mary Susan Kennedy with Front Porch Radio. I'm at a celebration and ribbon cutting celebrating the grand opening of City Limits Apartments, which are located perfectly between Columbia and Spring Hill. I'm speaking to Diana Spence, the manager here. Congratulations, Diana. This is so exciting.
2: Thank you so much. We are really excited about this grand opening. We've been looking forward to it for weeks. We are celebrating construction being totally gone and now just leasing. This is so exciting. Tell our listeners more about
1: these fabulous apartments.
2: Well, our apartments are very spacious. You have Tons of storage in them, but we have an unbelievable amenity package here in the office and clubhouse room. You can lease out the clubhouse for special events uh, like wedding showers. Um, we've had football parties in there. We also have our rec room, which has ping pong, pool table, a bar to sit out, to hook up to the internet. We also have computer stations in there, and we have electronic games and a big screen TV. And you can use it 24-7. We also have a fitness center, which the treadmills will take you to Australia. How fun. We have a putting green and putters out between the office and the clubhouse. We also have a volleyball court. We have a pet spa where you can take your pet in and you can wash and blow dry right there in that room. And it's heated and cooled. We also have a pet run and a pet park with all of the equipment in it. One other amenity that I'd like to mention is our resort-style pool. It has loungers that sit in the water. It has fountains, lights that change different colors at night, and it's just absolutely gorgeous. We also have our grilling station with four grills. Also, a fireplace with a big-screen TV over it, and it's covered with a pergola. Once again, please come out and see the whole package. You must see to believe. That sounds like so much fun. I don't imagine anybody's ever going to want to leave home.
1: <laughs> Perfect. And are there one, two, and three-bedroom apartments, or what sizes?
2: Yes, we have one, two, and three-bedroom apartment homes. They are very spacious. The square footage for the one-bedroom is 943 square feet, and your two-bedroom is 1,226 square feet, and your three-bedroom is 1,396 square foot. So they're really like a house. They're an open floor plan, and you have the quartz countertops in them, which are three centimeters. Also, the waterfall going down the side, so when you're sitting on your sofa, you're not looking at a piece of sheetrock. You're looking at the beautiful quartz. Um, We have our mowing faucets, ceiling fans in all the bedrooms and the living room, pendant lighting. It just goes on and on. Our stainless steel appliances, ice and water in the refrigerator door. You have washer and dryer in every unit. You have to see them to believe they're just gorgeous apartments. That sounds absolutely amazing.
1: And for people to find out more information, where should they go?
2: Okay, so we are located off of Nashville Highway. If you pass the Spring Hill High School, we're only a mile down the road on the right. You also have the Dollar... If you're coming from Columbia, when you pass the Dollar General, we're right there on the left. Go through that red light. We are in the Spring Hill School Districts. We would love to see you if you would like to call us or number is 931-446-3484. Let's repeat that number. uh, That's 931-446-3484. Also, you can email us at leasing at live at city Let's repeat that um, email one more time, please. Leasing at live at city limits.com.
1: Okay, that sounds great. And do you schedule tours if people contact you?
2: Yes, and we take walk ins. We're here Monday through Friday from 9 to 5, and Saturdays from 10 to 4, and by appointments on Sunday.
1: Well, that all sounds perfect. I know you're going to do so well. I'm about ready to move in right now. <laughs> so, again, congratulations. Congratulations, Diana! I can't wait to see what comes next.
2: Thank you for this interview, and we appreciate it. And we look forward to seeing everyone at City Limits Apartments.
1: Thank you again. This is Mary Susan Kennedy with Front Porch Radio.
0: Worldwide stages, an entertainment company with a production facility in Spring Hill has reduced its board of directors from five members to three after defaulting on five short-term loan agreements with Valiant Wealth Management. According to a December 1st filing with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, a special called shareholder meeting was held November 27th to remove Doug Vanderweed and Pete Fisher from the country company's board of directors. The two were removed with 69.57 percent of votes for their removal. Vander Weed is the CEO of Valiant. Fisher is the former CEO of the Academy of Country Music and is now an entertainment industry consultant with The Wealth Company. Kelly Fry, board chair and president and CEO of Worldwide Stages, said he could not comment on the information from the SEC filings. We continue to provide services broadly to the entertainment industry, he added. Worldwide Stages was founded in 2019 by Fry, Shane Ellis, and Mark Long. The company acquired the former Saturn headquarters in Spring Hill in 2021. Worldwide Stages hosted productions for CMT TV, Katy Perry, Kane Brown, and Paramount Network while renovating the building. The full facility officially opened on January of 2023. The company purchased the building from the city of Spring Hill and has been leasing space with the city department. That lease agreement was recently ended after worldwide stages indicated it had plans to lease the space at market rate for other endeavors. In an October SEC filing, the company reported it was unable to pay the outstanding principal and interest on the Valiant Notes. The company also is exploring other capital sources in order to satisfy the company's obligations under the Valiant Notes. The December filing states, No assurances can be given that the company will be successful on obtaining a new source of capital or what the terms of such capital might be. The filing states, holders of the notes could pursue action in Murray County court. As of December 4th, no court records list worldwide stages or valiant in any litigation in Murray County. The remaining members alongside Fry, are Alandis Brazel and Keith Darcy. Brassel is an entertainment law attorney and professor of music business at the University of Memphis. He has been in private practice since 2017, but previously worked as counsel for former U.S. Representative Jim Cooper of Nashville. Darcy owns his own consulting firm, working with boards and senior executives on a variety of governance matters. From 2013 until 2021, he was independent senior advisor at Deloitte's Risk and Financial Advisory Compliance Program. He has held several other board positions, including chairman of the Better Business Bureau Foundation. Prior to his service with Deloitte, Darcy was executive director of the Ethics and Compliance Officer Association and chair of the ECOA Foundation. He is a former assistant dean and distinguished professor at Georgetown's McDonough School of Business, among other academic roles. In an October 6th SEC filing, Worldwide Stages reported its chief financial officer, Callie Scar, would resign effectively at the end of the month. Phil Sims is currently serving as interim CFO. He owns Sims CPA Consulting and has more than 21 years of experience in both public accounting and corporate and the corporate sector. He is familiar with company operations after helping with the company's audits in 2021 and 2022. The company announced in August that it had launched an offering to raise $75 million to build new sound stages and renovate the facility further. The company stated in the August filing it was in negotiations with MBS Group, an entertainment studio consulting company, to provide a design-build services with the proceeds from the Registration A offering. Harmony Homeschool Choir is thrilled to announce its upcoming Christmas concert, Merry and Bright, featuring 105 talented homeschool students ranging in age from 8 to 18. The concert will take place on December 11th at 6 p.m. at the Cherry Theater, located at Columbia State Community College. The Merry and Bright concert promises to be a delightful evening of festive music and heartwarming performances, showcasing the exceptional vocal skills and dedication of the Harmony Homeschool Choir. Attendees can expect a captivating blend of traditional holiday favorites and modern arrangements, all presented by the talented young voices of the choir. We are excited to bring the joy of the holiday season to the community through our merry and bright Christmas concert, said Sarah Latch, director of Harmony Homeschool Choir. Our students have been working tirelessly to deliver a memorable and enchanting musical experience for all our guests, she said. This is a free event open to the community. For more information, you can visit... Harmony Homeschool Choir website at HarmonyHomeschoolChoir.com or follow them on Facebook. Harmony Homeschool Choir began in 2019 rehearsing in Cornersville with 13 young but dedicated singers under the direction of Sarah Latch and with Sharon Pennington accompanying on piano. They now have grown to six separate choirs, a theory course, and over 100 participating students rehearsing in Columbia and Lewisburg. Don't miss this opportunity to celebrate the magic of the season with Harmony Home Home Homeschool Choir's Merry and Bright Christmas Concert on December 11th at the Cherry Theater. Join them for an evening of music, merriment, and cherished holiday traditions. The evening ends with a congregational hymn singing of cherished Christmas hymns by Candlelight. The King's Daughter School and Heritage Bank and Trust are once again seeking help to make many Christmas wishes come true with the 23rd annual Santa's Mailbox gift drive. The annual drive will run through Thursday, December 14th. Wish letters can be picked up from Santa's Mailbox at Heritage Bank and Trust branches in Columbia and Mount Pleasant. The letters are from disadvantaged King's Daughter students and state custody kids who will be spending Christmas on campus. Students have written down their Christmas wishes and letters to Santa, Santa's mailbox should be easy to spot when you walk into a Heritage Bank and Trust lobby. Each letter contains one Christmas wish item for a student, a press release states. We are so grateful to Heritage Bank and Trust for their support of our Santa's mailbox program. Many of our students cannot go home for the holidays, so the contributions of the bank, their customers, and our entire community make their Christmas wishes come true. King's Daughter School Executive Director Shawna Pounder said, Once gifts are returned, they will be wrapped by the King's Daughters staff members and placed in Santa's bag ready for delivery to the King's Daughters school campus on Christmas Eve. The school and bank members thank you ahead of time for helping make Christmas special for each and every child at King's Daughters school, the press release states. Heritage Bank and Trust is resuming hosting duties this year as the continued valued partner to KDS heritage bank and trust is proud to be a part of the wonderful work being done by the king's daughter school says shelly golden kds board member and executive vice president and chief risk officer of heritage bank and trust over the years i have served on the board of directors of the king's daughter school and i continue to be impressed with the care and compassion given to each student to make their lives the best that it can be heritage is honored to partner with an organization making such a great impact on our community Santa's mailboxes are located in two Murray County Heritage Bank and Trust lobbies, the first at 217 South James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia and the other at 109 South Main Street in Mount Pleasant. The King's Daughter School is a nonprofit residential school that has provided academic, vocational, and life skills training to students with developmental delays for over 60 years. Murray Regional Health will be hosting a walk-in career event for positions in clinical and non-clinical areas on the second Thursday of each month, beginning December 14th from 3 to 6 p.m. in the Human Resources Conference Room at Murray Regional Medical Center, located at 1224 Trotwood Avenue in Columbia. Applicants interested in joining a nationally recognized healthcare system should bring a copy of their resume to the hiring event. No application is required. During the visit, candidates will have the opportunity to speak with members of the talent acquisition team about positions and opportunities at Murray Regional Health's Southern Middle Tennessee locations, as well as to learn more about their comprehensive benefits, educational assistance programs, and more. Positions of possible interest include, but are not limited to, nurse technician, registered nurse, physical therapist, pharmacy technician, licensed practical nurse, medical lab technician, registrars, dietary services, facility service, and environmental services. Applicants who are unable to attend the walk-in event on December 14th but are interested in exploring open positions are encouraged to contact the Human Resources Department at 931-380-4017 or email careers at murrayregional.com. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have cloudy skies today, giving way to sunshine in the afternoon. The high will be 48 degrees with winds out of the north-northwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect clear skies with a low near 30 degrees. Winds will be light and variable. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to southern Middle Tennessee today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance...
3: residential, Residential and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931 309 1644. 931 309 1644.
1: When you bank local, you get local expertise. Hi, this is Felicia Brown with First Farmers. We've supported families, individuals, and businesses of Middle Tennessee for over a century. You are more than an account number. You are our community, and we're committed to helping you thrive. Switch to First Farmers, visit myfirstfarmers.com, or call 1-800-882-8378. Member FDIC.
3: jingle bells houses sell all the time of the year to get the most out of your house let us help you there with free home staging yard landscaping and some free repairs we work hard for you to make your dreams come true mr grinch beware merry christmas to you and your family from george and the way realty and remember jesus is the reason for the season jesus christ changes lives
4: here we go
0: Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. This program is sponsored in part by George Vrilis and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. After years of steady declines, Tennessee's prison population climbed by nearly 8 percent last year, a bump in the rate of incarceration that surpassed all but three other states during a period of time that also saw steep drops in the most serious crimes. Tennessee added 1,615 more men and 125 more women to its roster of state prisoners in 2022. According to newly released data from the U.S. Department of Justice, only Mississippi, Colorado, and Montana experienced greater gains. By the end of 2022, there were 23,735 state inmates in Tennessee. The data does not include the population in county jails, which hold individuals for misdemeanor offenses and those awaiting trial. Criminal justice reform advocates said they were disheartened but unsurprised by the data. Everything that we said was going to come true has come true, said Don Harrington, executive director of Free Hearts, a nonprofit that advocates for incarcerated and formerly incarcerated individuals. Among the drivers, Harrington believes, is Tennessee's so-called truth-in-sentencing law, which took effect midway through 2022. The law requires heightened minimum sentences for a host of offenses. The COVID epidemic also ushered in a series of social and economic challenges, among them unemployment, limited access to mental health resources, and widening disparities in education and health care. All are predetermining factors that may also explain why more men and women wound up behind bars, she said. Tennessee incarcerated more people in 2022 despite a drop in crime. The Tennessee Bureau of Investigation reported incidents of murder, rape, and kidnapping decreased by double digits last year. The law was enacted over the objections of Governor Bill Lee, who said he was concerned about unintended consequences. Widespread evidence suggests that this policy will result in more victims, higher recidivism, increased crime and prison overcrowding, all with an increased cost to taxpayers, Lee said in a letter to House Speaker Cameron Sexton and Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally before the legislation was enacted. If we need to build more prisons, we can, Sexton responded at the time. Lee nevertheless declined to veto the law, allowing it to take effect without his signature. Christmas quite literally came early for multi-platinum selling country artist and American Idol winner Scotty McCreary. On Sunday evening, the 30-year-old North Carolina native with five number 1 Billboard country airplay chart singles was invited to join the Grand Ole Opry by Garth Brooks during the Opry's annual country Christmas show. Merry Christmas, Brooks said after walking on stage and handing McCreary a wrapped gift. This is a Christmas present to the Grand Ole Opry. We would love to invite you to be the newest member of the Opry, he said. Holy cow, yes, I would love to, replied a stunned McCreary. McCreary's induction date will be announced soon. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Three, two, one. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Save the date and come out to the Holiday Farmer's Market on Saturday, December 9th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Riverwalk Park, located at 102 Riverside Drive in Columbia. There will be fresh produce, gifts, crafts, baked goods, food trucks, and live music featuring the Murphy Ridge Band. Follow the Columbia Farmer's Market Farmers Fresh Market on Instagram for more information. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on Kennedy Broadcasting, WKOM, WKRM Radio. If you ever miss a part or all of this broadcast, you can listen to it anytime or read the transcript online by visiting FrontPorchRadioTN.com. It's always there for you. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.